I feel like that is what makes life fun for people like you and I, you know? Yep. Um, it keeps it interesting and um, gives you purpose, right? 100%. Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. Hey everybody, welcome to the 12th episode of our podcast. Can you believe that we have 12 episodes and you are just dying to go back and listen to the first 11 of them? I can, I believe you, I have faith in you, you can do it. In today's episode, I talked to one of my great friends, Emil Sarfani. I've known Emil for about a year and a half, maybe two years, and I feel like I learn something new about him every time I meet him. He's Great guy, very interesting, and an entrepreneur at heart, you know, and that's what we talk about today is our upbringing, where we came from, and what gives us that drive to make ourselves better, to constantly have purpose in our life, and, and be that that entrepreneur, that business owner, that business developer. Um, Emil currently is our business development manager at Tree Homes, and he also heads up our sales department, and today is just a great episode, very interesting an earful, I would say, in the best way possible, full of entertainment. So stick around to the end, guys. We appreciate it. Emil, welcome to the podcast. Um, uh, I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, man. You and I have known each other for um, a few years now. Yep. We've become pretty good friends, I like to think. You might. Maybe. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> you disagree. Um, and um, so... I kind of wanted our listeners to um, hear about your story, kind of get to know you a little bit better because I think you have a great story and, you know, you're one of the hardest working guys I know and um, very successful. Um, And now we work together um, for Tree Homes. And so um, it's just fitting that you're on the podcast. Yeah. So um, for the listeners, kind of give us um, your elevator pitch um, on who you are, kind of what your story is. Yeah, um, so I grew up in San Antonio. Um, I went to school at Emory University in Atlanta, so decided to, to leave Texas for a little while. I grew up going to the same school my entire life, K through 12, grew up with the same people my entire life, So, and which was fantastic, but by the time college came around, I was ready to, to kind of try something new, and so went out of state to, to Emory, uh, mm-hmm. which is a small private school in Atlanta, and um, had a great time there. Uh, kind of really found a lot of amazing people that I loved who really influenced me in a lot of ways. My best friends are there. My roommates were my best friends. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I graduated from the business school there at Goizueta. Um, and when I was graduating, I, part of what I was doing at the business school was, um, you know, taking a couple of classes in social enterprise. And so that definitely was part of what I did after college with the coffee shops. Um, is that, that was a, a dream of mine. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My uncles, my uh, dad, all my, you know, all the aunts and moms, everybody who was involved in the, in gas station businesses and, and, and mm-hmm. restaurants and stuff like that. So I kind of grew up in that, um, and, and kind of knew that's what I was interested in, wanted to do. So, uh, I didn't know in what way or, or what business or, or how that was going to manifest itself, but, um, I definitely saw what it took, uh, from my parents who came over here from India with nothing. Right. Um, and so, I know, uh, you know, what their story was like and how hard they worked and what it really takes to, to run a business and, and, and that it is, it is a sacrifice in a lot of ways, but it's a fun sacrifice. It's a, it's a different kind of, uh, lifestyle and it's a different kind of way of thinking. And and I really enjoyed that. So Mm -hmm. after college, I I came back to Austin and found we, uh, my dad and I partnered on a business called upon coffee and beer. Okay. Um, and we had a couple locations here in Austin, uh, one at the domain, one in, on South Congress. Uh, we ran that for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had an opportunity to, to, to wrap that up. You know, it's a business and, uh, you know, especially in the restaurant industry, it can be really tough. And we were, you know, we were made to have, to make hard decisions and we did. And, right. and so we <clears throat> went ahead and we closed that business up, uh, this year. Um, and had an opportunity to get out and get some, some, some money back. And we did. Um, and so now I'm here with tree homes right. and, and with you. And, and that's, that's been really, really fun. I met Matt and Lexi through, you know, the last year I had the shop, Matt was actually my, 
my broker. He was actually yeah. helping me find my third location at the time we were wanting to expand instead of close the business. But so Matt was helping me do that. Right. Um, but uh, and then when when upon us closed, we actually uh, he actually came to me and 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 we talked about what they were trying to do with Tree Homes and. Um, I knew I still wanted to stay in the the entrepreneurial world and right. um, and, and 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 be a part of a startup and mm-hmm. so it was just a perfect fit and That's so we're awesome. we're here now and uh, we're back working together which yeah. is a lot of fun I, I've fun. had a great time with that just being you know when you worked with me at 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 Aponis, that was always a lot of fun and then you left and that sucked and now we're back and so <laughs> right yeah uh, it, it's fun man yeah and for yeah. so <clears throat> to give some context for the listeners who don't know. Um, you know, I, uh, after college, um, I was living in Houston. And when I decided to move back to Austin, um, I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, Charlie and I were engaged at the time. And so I moved back, um, like I said, not knowing what, what to do. And I was just walking down Rock Rose in, in the domain and I popped in for some coffee. And I was like, you yeah, know, it might be cool to work here. And so I filled out an application. You and I met that day. And then the next week I was, I was working for you. Um, and then, you know, one thing led to another, um, you know, I continued to be a barista and then, um, started helping you out with marketing since that was my background. Um, and now we're here, but, um, and that was a blast. I mean, I, I love that experience and I, it opened my eyes to a whole new industry. Like coffee industry is, you know, amazing and it's a world of its own, you know? Um, and so that was cool to see, you know? Yep. Um, but I want to go back to, you, uh, I guess in high school, so like you started this business upon us, you know, the coffee shop. Did you always have that passion for coffee? I know you said you had, you were, you know, raised uh, with an entrepreneurial mindset, right? Um, but, you know, when did when did the coffee passion come along? Or was that even a passion or was it just an opportunity that you saw um, to be good in, in business? Yeah. Um, so that's a, a question I get asked a lot, actually. Oh, wow. is, oh you must have... Loved coffee. You must have been drinking coffee all day. You were five years old. Yeah, yeah. Less sipping on espresso. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. You were taking espresso shots. You were, you were taking shots at five years old, <laughs> and they awesome. were all espresso. Uh, no, I actually drank very little coffee before. Okay. Uh, about junior year. Even in college, I didn't honestly drink that much coffee. Oh, wow. Um, I was uh, not someone who stayed up and studied all night, so I never really needed it. Yeah. Uh, and um, I slept in because uh, I made sure my classes were starting at 10 a.m. So I never really actually needed all that much coffee. Sure. Uh, but I love, I, I really love the game. Okay. I, I, I view starting a business and constructing that idea. That is intellectually one of the most fascinating things to do. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it, it really stretches your mind to come up with ways to connect with people, to provide a product that actually brings value to people and, and that why, why do you actually do it? Right. Um, the reason I got into coffee was because I took a trip down to Nicaragua. So I liked coffee. It's not like I didn't like coffee. I did drink coffee, but um, not as much as people would think before I started a coffee shop. Right. But what, what it was <laughs> is that it started with the opportunity to actually do something meaningful. Um, I was able to partner with these farmers and, and uh, farmers that I met down in Nicaragua when I was down there. And that was that was amazing for me. I got to meet people who really, truly cared about their product, cared about their environment, cared about the communities. Mm-hmm. And being able to buy coffee from those farmers that I knew they grew their coffee organically. They supported their communities. They were great people right. um, and good for what they were doing that I wanted to support that. Okay. So that was where my passion for coffee came from. It was my passion for supporting people down in Nicaragua that I had met that I really, really loved. Gotcha. Um, and, and I fell in love with that experience. I fell in love with this, the, the, the place. Um, I've been back to Nicaragua. I want to go back to Nicaragua. I want to take my girlfriend out to Nicaragua. Yeah. Um, it was it's, it holds such a, a happy place in my heart. So um, uh, that's kind of where it came from. Okay. And that gave me the opportunity to say, this is a a real opportunity. This is uh, a good start. It's a good foundation. It's a good reason to start the business. Now, can we actually build it around that? We took baby steps. It wasn't like, you know, we decided, it's not like I decided after I came back from Nicaragua, I'm going to start the coffee shop. Right. It was more along the lines of, I came back from Nicaragua. It sparked a passion. I talked to my professors because I was still a, a, a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
I was actually told, you know, I worked on this, the, 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 the business plan and, and finding location all through my senior year. Right. And when I actually left college, I, my, one of my closest professors, someone that I worked really closely with on this project, uh, his name is Wes. I, I was sitting in Wes's office and he goes, man, I cannot believe you're actually going to do this. And I go, what do you mean? And yeah. he, and he goes, you know, a lot of people come back from that trip with this, this spark, this passion, but you're actually going to go do it. And that I, you know, one commend you for, but also you know, I'm, I'm nervous for, I'm like excited for you, nervous for you. And I was like, man, me too. You know, this yeah. is, this is crazy, but it was baby steps. We took, you know, we found the locations that we liked. If we hadn't found the locations again, my dad's in convenience store business and restaurants. We all know, we know he knows how to, he has a good mindset on how to run a retail uh, operation. And so yeah. with us, it was, it was a good team. Um, and that's why we did it. Gotcha. But it was really just a passion to start a business. And even now as that business is, has, uh, has, has wrapped up, I still have that itch of wanting to run a business and help a startup and, and have that creative and intellectual um, you know, stretch in my mind. Right. So. Yeah. And so like your professor who said that, um, you know, he was nervous for you and he, um, couldn't believe that you're actually following through with that. You know, that goes to show that like so many people, you know, have ideas, myself included that, you know, spark a fire and, you know, make you somewhat passionate. Um, and then, but so many times that dream dies, you know, very quickly, yeah. you know, it seems out of reach. Um, I'm sure this went through your mind if with starting a coffee shop, you know, Starbucks is the juggernaut of coffee, you yep. know, um, not necessarily quality, but no offense to Starbucks, but you know, they're, they're, they own so much real estate. They're on every single corner. And so like starting a coffee shop, you know, going up against the biggest and the baddest, um, could have been, was intimidating and, yep. um, discouraging, but still, you know, you face that adversity and you still went after it, which, you know, is a lot, has a lot to say about you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Star Starbucks is an interesting, you know, company. They are actually one of the bigger companies that actually also moves fairly quickly. They're, you know, they, they try, they make changes. They're, they're not one of those big companies that just figured out what they want to do and sticks with it. They actually change, which actually makes it really hard to compete with them. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they figure out where the, where their business is lacking and they try to fill those holes, mm -hmm. you know, when specialty coffee was stealing a lot of their market share after there was a Starbucks, uh, almost fatigue, people were tired of Starbucks and they were tired of a, a, every corner having one. Right. And that being the only option that specialty coffee shops started coming up. Mm -hmm. And that's how specialty coffee started kind of gaining as a collective, not any one shop really, but as a collective kind of, uh, getting into that market share of Starbucks. Right. That's when Starbucks opened up their reserve stores. They started competing on a specialty coffee level sure. of, you know, micro lots and, and getting directly from origin that they knew and working with the farmers. And, 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 and so it becomes really hard to market, to compete with them. Right. Yeah. Because, um, because they're adapting because they adapt, they adapt yeah. well. Right. Um, and so they're, they're an interesting company. They're good. I, when specialty coffee shops complain about Starbucks, I don't quite get it. You know, they're not, specialty coffee they're not doing everything they possibly can for farmers right. that's for sure there's definitely problems with that with yeah. their supply chain in that way however you know if it wasn't for them specialty coffee shops wouldn't be around they make coffee true. shops cool yeah um and so when they got cool it, it gave rise to another industry yeah um and so you that's know, a very cool way of looking at yeah, it yeah so it, it's something yeah it's hard to compete with them because i also don't agree with everything they do right uh but at the same time, they you know they they are a, a pretty hard competitor because they're pretty good at what they do. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're um, super successful. They're so. super successful. <laughs> yeah. So they got to be doing something got, right. They got to be doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it, you know that risk that that risk taking aspect of what I did, that almost was second nature. Uh -huh. I, I'm a risk taker almost to a fault. Okay. Uh, you know I, I don't, I I don't care. You know I made no money for the three years I was running upon us. I made. No money, yeah, laughably no money, uh, for myself, my personal uh, money, and and, right. and that was uh, something I knew about going into it, but it's something that a lot of people don't, you know, you you know it, you're prepared for, it, but there's nothing that really quite prepares you for running a business, sure. But that was not the scary part for me, so that was fun. That was the exciting journey, you know, the sacrifice we that you make as an entrepreneur. It's a hard one, and that's why it's not for everybody. Yeah. However, 
if you're willing to make it, it's really fun. Yeah. I mean, it's stressful. It's, it's, it's tough. It's hard. It's everything that you can think of all the bad things, but it's also all the good things and more. So, um, and I wouldn't call upon us a success really. I mean, I learned a lot from it. We know we've talked about this before that it wasn't exactly how we wanted to end on a product, you know, on a production level on what we were actually making. And from the financial standpoint, it wasn't everything we wanted. Sure. Um, but definitely learned a lot from it. And it was, it was a a good, it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. It's a great experience. So, so now going into that, um, that the, the coffee shop is now closed. Right. And so, some would say that you know the business failed um you know how do you how do you look at that how do you recover from that and how do you move forward yeah um it's hard it's hard to recover from that you know i i don't deem it as a failure but it's not the successful business i I don't deem it as a failure because i learned a lot from it i grew as a person from it but from a financial standpoint i do view it as a failure and that was hard to come to terms with that was really really tough to come to terms with yeah uh that took me a while uh, but I had to accept that that's, mm. you know, it wasn't, and I was new. I mean, I was 23, 22 when I started that business. So yeah, I, I made mistakes, right. <laughs> you know, I made mistakes. There were, it was not perfect in any way. Yeah. Uh, you know, what I do know about myself is that I constantly try to get better and change. I think that they was, uh, you know, we were successful in the way we were doing a million dollars in revenue. Uh, you know, life happened by the end of it. And when life happens in, in hard ways, it can mess with things in, in the business. And it did. And, mm-hmm. you know, I made mistakes there as well. And so um, the way I look at that is that you almost have to believe that it was that you have to learn from it. I mean, you have to be an optimist about it, especially if you're going to be uh, if you're going to start businesses, you have to have tough skin. Sure. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, that's why people go through two or three businesses before they find the one they they, that works because those two to three businesses that they, you know, quote unquote failed right. on were the ones that were necessary to make the fourth one or the third one or the second one amazing right. um, and make it what it is today, if, if that's what it is. And so, um, and, and some people never get that, you know, some people, you know, try two or three times and it, and it doesn't work. And that's really, really tough. Yeah. Um, there's a huge mental component to being an entrepreneur and it's, and it's, it, it can be hard to come to terms with when things aren't working the way they're supposed to be working, even though you've done all your homework, even though you've done all your research, even though you believe to the, to your core that it's going to work this way. And yeah. sometimes it just doesn't. Right. Um, but learning that and taking that data and learning from customers that tell you certain things or employees that tell you certain things and taking them as data points and learning from that data is incredibly important. There's, I don't, believe in a lot of emotion in your business. I believe that emotion should be taken out. Sure. I believe that you have a gut. I do believe that you follow that gut. But at the end of the day, successful business people take data and and they make experiments out of what they believe and they test those assumptions and they figure out if it works. And if it works, then you're only, you're doubling down then maybe. And if it doesn't work, then you're pivoting. Right. Um, and, And being able to do that without emotion is it's imperative. I did it with with emotion a lot of times, and that's where some of my mistakes were. Yeah, is I let my emotions, and that's what I'm learning from. Is so, it was great. It taught me a lot. I'm mm-hmm. really excited for my next business. You know, whatever it may be, and I'm constantly working through things, whether it be real estate investing, whether it's you know this sales position or, or working with Tree and helping them do their startups. I view everything as part of my business. Right. Um, yeah. And so that's how I view my career. Is that I am my business. Yeah. Um. And so whatever I do is part of building my business and whatever that comes to in five, 10, 15 years, I don't know. Yeah. But as long as I keep trying to learn from my mistakes and putting my best foot forward, that's all you can do. Right. I mean, for sure. Yeah. What else can you do? Yeah. And you said that, you know, whenever you started, whenever you started the business, you were 23. And so, um, like going into that, it was a learning experience. You know, this Mm -hmm. is your first business and the value that you got from you know learning how to run a business um is more is priceless you know it's more yep. than the monetary value that you know it costs you to to run the business or to start another business right and you're going to carry those values over like you said into the next business um to in that business the next one will be more successful yep. um you know and so that's like in an, an awesome way to look at it and i believe that like 
you know, you said some people it takes them two, three, you know, four times um, before they find something that, that sticks, that's successful. And I firmly believe that consistency is important in any area of life, right? And so that might even mean, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and yep. starting businesses. And so, um, you know, the more effort you give, the, the harder you try and the more consistent you are with it. Um, the more success you'll see. You know, yep. if you were to, if an entrepreneur was to, um, you know, have a failed business and then quit, then you're done. You know, like, yep. it, you know, you just gave up, so you did fail. But um, if you if you go back, you know, pick yourself back up and go get after it again, that's not a failure. You know, that's one step back, so that you can make however many steps forward, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. and that's. I mean, that's an awesome way to look at it, and I feel like that's good advice for an entrepreneur or, you know, like I said, any any facet of life, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my whole thing with this, with the business, was I wanted to create. I wanted to be around good people. When I met you, when I met people like Scott and Chris and, uh, and, and, and Autumn and people like that and my entire staff, it was – that's what made it fun. Right. Going to uh, trivia nights where we got to see the entire shop packed out. And just serving drinks and seeing people smile and have that fun environment, I mean that was that was a crazy high. That right. was that was the high that I wanted from starting a coffee shop was creating a community, creating a space of people. And so, whatever business I want, I do. That's what I want. That's that's my goal is to create a cool a a, a place where people feel like they can follow their careers, follow their aspirations. Yeah. I want all of my employees whenever I have my business, hopefully. To always be career oriented, to be goal oriented, to to want more, to, right. to chase more. I want everyone to be hustlers. I want I want that because I want I think that I can build an environment that allows that to flourish, mm-hmm. and that's my passion. That's really what I want to do. Is that's why it didn't matter what the business was. I don't I don't know what my business is going to be, but I do know what kind of environment I want. I know what I want to mean to my employees. And my, and my managers and the higher ups and my partners and things like that, mm-hmm. um, I want to be that source of um, go to for for someone who wants to say, I want to achieve this goal. How do I do it? And I, I want to be there for that. Right. I love that. That's exciting to me is to unlock someone um, and to see them chase after. I mean, even when we were working together, it was like, Hey, Andrew, I don't know what I'm doing with marketing, <laughs> but I need you to do it. I need you to handle it. Right. right yeah. Because it was for me, it was that idea that. Um, you, I want you to take ownership of it. I want you to know that, hey, you can start your own little small business within this business. And and, and and that's what I want every person that's part of any organization that I ever am a part of is to treat their business as a small business. Yeah. How do you get better? How do you scale it? How do you think about ways to make other people's lives in that community better? I mean, right. that those are important facets of what I believe is important to a business. So. Yeah. And I know that, so I know your dad said, I mean, you said your dad was an entrepreneur, um, is an entrepreneur, excuse yep. me. And so did you, did he teach you, uh, you know, these, these lessons that, you know, made you are who you are today or did he lead by example or what gives you that, that passion, that drive to help others um, to become more motivated and, um, start start their own businesses. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of what my parents did for me. I mean, they, you know, when I came to them and asked to start a business, well, after all the lessons that I've learned from them, there wasn't that, no, you need to go get a job first conversation. It was, okay, let's talk about it and let's get it done. Yeah. I want this, I want you to start your business. So let's figure out how to do it. And that was, that was great. There was no pushback there. They, they were encouraging of all that. And, and from a, a, a small age i mean i grew up in the gas station I, they, they called me little steve when i was a kid right like and steve is not my dad name dad's name no way <laughs> no way i mean he's he's from india <laughs> steve is not his name why uh, did they call you little steve i don't understand well he went steve was his american name so all oh, okay okay all brown cool. people typically take uh, an That's american name when they get here because their names are too hard to pronounce and especially in texas that you weren't going to be running around Asking people to call you Southern, then, right? That's <laughs> yeah. I can barely pronounce that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I so it's uh, so you end up. So his, his American name was Steve, and so all the regulars in the gas station is a truck stop. So it was like truck drivers. Oh and wow! These dudes that would come by a lot and, in San Antonio. In San Antonio, so yeah. Some good old boys. Yeah, good old boys, and they, <laughs> they little Steve, how you doing? You know, <laughs> and it, was, it was hilarious. I'd be behind the register at like age twelve, ringing items in, and that's awesome. Um, and, 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 and so it was, uh, it, 
I learned a lot from that experience from my dad allowing me to be part of his business, seeing right. how he treats his staff. And I learned good and bad from that, not just good, uh, right? Uh-huh. He made mistakes as well, and I got to see those. And sure. that was really, really enlightening in a lot of ways as well. And so he and, – and, and he trusted me. He would ask me – you know, when I, when I got to an age where I was clearly – and especially through college and after college, as I've developed my own business mind, he now trusts me. To he he needs he 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 needs he wants my opinions. He calls and asks for my opinions on his business deals now, which is right. awesome. I mean, it it's it's it, it gives you confidence to have someone who's successful ask you for opinions or involve you in their business like that. So I learned a lot from him from the accounting perspective, from how to actually run a business, from 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 just the mindset of always thinking big. He always thought big, right? And that was that was priceless. I mean, that was val- that was so valuable. When he um you know when you were twelve years old. Working in you know uh, the gas station, did was that something that like he forced you to do that you were like you know real bummed out about, or was it something that you were like excited to go to work with dad? Um, I'm trying to think because that memory is actually not super super clear in my head. If, if I, I did end up loving okay that experience, yeah, I honestly can't tell you if I liked it when I first went. I would sure. I would go as far as to say that I probably didn't. Yeah, because I was. A kid going to school. You're with, right. You're 12. Yeah. I was 12 or 13. We know I was going to school with all these kids that didn't go to work with their parents or you know stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so I would go as far as to say that I probably didn't Did like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I loved gotcha. it by the end of it, and I or or at least I found a lot of value in it by the end of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I stopped going when I was a teenager. When I was like in my you know when I was 16, I wasn't going to the store to work anymore as much. I actually did that more when I was younger than I did when I was like 16 or 17 when I could actually you know help right. him in meaningful ways I actually that was when I was in high school doing debate getting ready for college doing SATs gotcha. and my dad's a big education proponent so okay he never messed with that never wanted me to drop any of those things that I was doing right um, but, I got you yeah. I asked because so my mom um I was raised you know by a single mom and um she well I guess was she was self-employed not really an entrepreneur she was um yep a uh, massage therapist and so she you know she she took us to work when we were younger but the big thing she did for us was she you know made us earn our money so um we didn't get allowance like a lot of kids that i was going to school with did um we had to do chores and we had to keep a budget and we had to if we ever went to the store we had to keep our receipts and record those and have a balance sheet and all that stuff. And during the time, I was like, this sucks. I hate this crap. I don't want it. This is not important. What this, you know, yeah. I, this is a hassle. Why don't I just, you know, give me my, <laughs> give me money, yeah. you know? And, um, while she, she loved us, um, and she fully supported us and we were never hungry, you know, like she, we had a roof over her head. She provided for us in every way possible. She still taught us the value of hard work and yeah. earning money as opposed to getting money. And like I said, during that time, hated it, right? Yeah. But yeah. now I look back and I'm like, yeah. Tell that's me how that so... manifests itself now. I mean, that because that's really cool. I mean, I really respect that of your of your mom. One to be a single mom, and also one little point is entrepreneur. When I say entrepreneur, I don't mean in in a really tight sense of the word of starting a business. Your mom, self employed, that that's an entrepreneur. I mean, sure. that is someone who is putting themselves out there and building something, creating something. That's that is an entrepreneur. I I see. Uh, I almost see moms, you know, moms in a lot of ways are, you know, stay-at-home moms. They're entrepreneurs in a way that oh, they're yeah. running their, they're, they're building their something, they're creating, yeah. right? They're creating, they're, yeah. they're building, and they're incredibly important. They're the hardest working people, right? Those yes. are entrepreneurs in my mind as well. It's it, it's someone who's creating, and anybody can be an entrepreneur. You can label yourself an entrepreneur in my mind yeah. as much as you possibly want. If you believe that you take your job and you treat it like it's a small business, yeah. Call yourself an entrepreneur. I mean, that's awesome. Right. It's more about the mindset than anything. Yeah. Um, but tell me, with with your mom doing that for you, tell me how that you're you're about to go into it. But like, how does that? I know you and Charlie, for example, are about to invest in a house or are investing in rental property. Right. Yeah. And I know that that was a conversation for you to have with her. To, you know, like let's talk about that. I'm sure that has that that aspect of growing up has that influence now. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, to an extent, I have. Um, I kind of have a mindset of, um, I guess, being coachable um, and not necessarily being um, 
a a leader of sorts and so that's like an adjustment i've had to to make coming into adulthood right um but the values that my mom taught me you know were were hard work right um kind of doing what you're told and doing the right thing um and like i said earning earning a dollar so she taught me the value of money um and so that has carried over into it's just like my dna now so now it's like you know, I, I do the right thing because it's the right thing. And I, I work hard because like I said, it's, it's the right thing. Um, and also like I am meticulous and detailed about things. I don't just go off a whim. So with spending money, with budgeting and things like that, um, it was able to make me, I guess, a more successful adult. So when I got to college or even when I graduated college, like the real world wasn't like, a brick wall, you know, yeah. it was something that was manageable that I was um, easily able to adjust to. Um, and so now, um, it's just, like I said, it just flows. So like now these, I guess, milestones in life, I'm able to just, you know, walk through as opposed to like getting stopped in my tracks and freaking out. Yeah. Um, and even when it comes to like investing in properties and like these big decisions, like it's like, well, let's, you know, let's work it out. Let's make sure that we're making the right decision, um, and not just going off a whim, right? So thinking about it, being somewhat meticulous about it, being detailed about it, and thinking it through, and not just, you know, spending money to spend money, right? Yep. So. That that value of money that you learned as a kid, that I learned as a kid, that those go so far mm-hmm. in your adult success. I I truly believe that because, and I'm gonna raise my kid that way. Where even if even if and 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 hopefully. We're all successful and earning a lot of money, and, and you know your family doesn't have to you know want for money or anything like that. Right. But even if that's the case, and that's how I was as a kid, my parents had money, they were successful, and you know, but they they never gave it. You know, we didn't necessarily have to go get jobs and stuff, but the value of the money was there. I mean, there was that that they did they they did teach you that you couldn't just go spend money right. really nearly, even if you had it. Right. And, and almost because you had it. You couldn't go spend. They they had nothing at one point. Mm-hmm. So I think when people come from nothing or have nothing at some point in their lives, they understand that no matter how much money you have, you can always go back. Like that can always happen where you have nothing and you know how hard that is. Right. And so you, even when you're rich, you still can be somewhat prudent with your money and financially responsible because you learn that. Right. Yeah. I grew up with kids that, man, they were rich white kids. <laughs> I mean, and, and I love them. Don't get me wrong. But- rich white private school kids in texas i mean that's that's who i grew up with and there was one time we were in academic world quest it was this thing back in uh like 10th grade or something it was a yeah. contest and it was i was with these you know with, with these uh, group of three other people who didn't really take it seriously and they just want to have a good time with it and it was a really serious competition mm-hmm. and to kind of make the joke out of it we they you know they they had this idea of buying these velour jumpsuits you know, as as uniforms for the team, there's four of us. They wanted to buy velour, baby blue velour jumpsuits with, with well, virtues. One, one that's hideous, but hideous. Oh my god, yeah. with with virtues on the back, all spelled in weird ways. So like there was like greatness, oh, spelled with an eight in in red <laughs> embroidery, right? That's awesome. and, and, and respect with just with respect with a K. That's awesome. It was so silly. And what ended up happening, you know, and these jumpsuits were expensive. They were, yeah. and I was like, man, mom, I'm going to be left out if you don't get me this jumpsuit. Yeah. Can you please? And I had to really like work for it. And she, you know, they got it for me and I was able to go and, and do this thing, this joke with my friends. Right. But I look back and it was like Halloween costumes or themed parties. I hate themed parties right now. You know why? It's because I went to school with rich white kids that could go and go to the, go to some store yeah. and spend 200 bucks on a cool nineties outfit. And I was at home trying to rummage through my shitty closet. Yeah. Right. And I couldn't. I was never the cool. I never cool. Co- I I never had the cool costumes. Right. I never had the the funny outfits. I never had that. And all these kids running around, and they were the 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 kings and queens of the school because they spent two hundred dollars on this outfit that's hilarious. Right. Right. And everyone thinks it's funny. And they're funny. They're great. Mm-hmm. But they could just go do that. Right. right? Yeah. And, and so. It manifests itself in interesting ways now, but I think it's super, super important. Like now, even though I'm making some more money than I did last three years, I didn't make any money the last three years. So now if, if I'm making money, I don't spend on anything except my dog and my girlfriend. I have had the same <laughs> wardrobe for the past three years. And yeah. you can attest to this. Like I right. don't think I wear different – I don't think I've, I think I've worn this same outfit 
for the past so like thirty times. years. Right? Yeah. yeah. But it's that value of money that I think is super, super important. And it makes people like you and me hopefully good for, you know, our businesses and families and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And that was like going into adulthood, my mom so like I mean I never I'm against debt. Yeah. Some to some extent, you know. Um, so like with credit card debt, I feel like if people just spend and get allowance when they're, when they're kids, um, this could be a bad assumption, but you know, that means that when they get to adulthood, you know, they have a credit card so they can spend it. Right. But they don't see where that money's coming from. So they go into debt, their credit score is bad. They can't buy a house and it just snowballs into something that they're having to dig their way out of. Right. Um, and I'm so grateful that my mom taught me the value of money because never went into debt you know, so now I don't spend money unless I have it. Yeah. Um, and with the debt thing is like, if it's an investment, so like a, yeah. ha- a house purchase, it's always leverage your investments. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's something I'm super grateful for, but to tie this back into, I guess what we were talking about earlier with failure, I feel like because of our upbringing, because our parents did this for us, that we were able to face this failure, um, and, not view it as uh, an end-all be-all, so to speak. Yeah. I, you know, to it's kind part of, of the journey. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because there was plenty of failures that I had throughout my childhood yeah, of yeah. like, I didn't have, I didn't earn the money and so I couldn't go to a certain event or yeah. so many times my friends went to like a lake trip or something like that, but I hadn't painted the house and so yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going. And so like little failures like that throughout my childhood that my mom provided for me now failures in adulthood aren't as scary you know they aren't aren't as detrimental yeah right i I agree with that i think that's that's big yeah i I think the fact that you can see when things go wrong because things always go wrong right but to be able to look at that and say okay what are the next steps what are the solutions to this problem instead of dwelling over the problem sure that i believe is is a good mindset i mean i think that it's important i think it's necessary so that you don't keep walking backwards you yeah know, take two, taking two steps forward and one step backwards i mean right. ideally you're always going forward and even through your failures you can still go forward right um as long as you're not repeating mistakes mm-hmm. you know as long as you're not um as long yeah as long as you're learning from them I, I i truly believe that that's 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 the basic idea behind all this you just if you don't make the same mistake twice i believe there's almost no way you can't be successful right you yeah know? yeah you and know? that's i mean i love to use the analogy of you know basketball you know mm-hmm. like when you're in a game if you miss let's a talk, let's if talk you basketball. if you <laughs> if you miss a shot in a game you're not going to walk off the court and say I'm done with basketball you know you're going to shoot again and yeah. shoot again and you'll get better right you'll develop those skills and so the same concept applies to life you know yeah. if you have a, a minor failure you know you're not going to you shouldn't just quit right if you go back and you're consistent you'll see that success you'll yeah. be able to you'll make the shot yeah yeah for sure. I mean, that's 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 everything. I think that's what it is, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as as long as we're just trying to get better at things and right. making those changes, you're gonna be a good dad, a good husband, a good business person, a, right. you know, whatever, a good wife, a good sister, a good brother, whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's what that's that's all I believe you can do. Yeah, is just try to adapt and try to get better. For sure. Yeah. So, and I don't think that like so like our our friends when we were growing up, like I don't think their parent their. <gasps> <laughs> I don't think that <laughs> Maggie, come here. There's a dog here, everybody. Yeah. Um. So I don't think that their their parents are are bad people for giving them allowance or anything like that. You know, that all comes from a heart of love. I just feel like it's maybe misdirected. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I don't it's believe not in bad or good. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like the the concept of or you know the example of eighth place trophies. Right. Like, you know, coddling your your kids and and loving them too much is actually bad for them i believe yeah uh, you're kind of like setting them up for to be you know to be not as well off when they get to adulthood yeah i'm gonna tear my kids down so they know <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna I'll make, make sure they like know what crap. it is to be successful <laughs> yeah i'll teach them the values yeah yeah they're yeah. gonna do all the chores so i don't have to do any that's what i believe when my mom was <laughs> was growing up i was like my mom just made me you're her worker you know that's yeah. all that's why she had kids god damn it mom. was it was that's why she had kids it was so that we could do chores yeah um but now you know i really you know i really value that <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
Well, I wanted to talk a little about your rental property. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's really, really cool that you and Matt invest in a rental property. Yep. Um, to tell us what that's about. I mean, I barely know any information about this, and that's a really hell. I'm trying to do that. I have, you know, we're all. I'm in the real estate business as well, and right. I find that fascinating because I'm learning how to real invest in real estate. And yeah, um, I just started that after upon us closed, and so I'm really interested in in that. And um, tell tell me about that. So I'm still a newbie. So I mean, I uh, I mean, I can. I mean, I've been doing you know research over the past year and a half, two years on real estate and investing and um, trying to get better at finding deals. Um, but this deal, Matt. Um, had a wholesaler that he has a connection with who um, found him or found this house and sent it to Matt first. So Matt went and looked at it. Um, it's a single family house, uh, one story, three bedroom, two bath in Round Rock. And um, it was, it's going into foreclosure. And so it was a good deal. Um, and so Matt jumped on it. Um, he nice. saw the value in it and he knew that, you know, I've been wanting to invest in real estate. And so he asked if I wanted to partner with him on it. And I said, yeah, of course. Like, that's awesome. Um, and this is an opportunity that I wouldn't have, uh, you know, without Matt. And so that's, I'm some, I'm very grateful for that. And um, I really see that the value in relationships through this investing experience. So like if I hadn't, you know, started working for Matt a year ago, or if I hadn't been friends with Matt since we were seven years old and, you know, maintain that relationship and, um, treated him with respect and you know been his friend this I wouldn't have this opportunity right yeah, yeah. Um, and so that kind of goes and he doesn't he didn't have to to partner with me on this he could have done it himself but yeah. because we have that relationship you know he he wants to help me out and so I that's what I see that value in relationships yeah and I, I view this as as your business you know right. you, you're this is your you starting your business of of real estate investing, which is super exciting. Yeah. Um, how that mindset change go? I mean, tell me about that in terms of, I know, you know, you haven't done that. You hadn't done that before. You guys had actually just bought your first like primary residence, right, which was yeah. exciting as well. Yeah. You've had a lot of investments <laughs> and exciting yeah, uh, a lot stuff of big come things up. A lot of big things come yeah. up this year. Um, where did you feel like there was a mindset change at some point where you were like, okay, now I want to do this or now I find the value in this and this is not as risky as I thought it was going to be or. Yeah. So I guess the mindset was kind of, um, always there, um, about wanting to, um, I guess maybe essentially run my business, be an entrepreneur, so to speak. Um, and, but I didn't have the direction, you know, I didn't have, um, I guess the knowledge of, of what to do or, or where to, to put that passion. And then, you know, investing in real estate and becoming more knowledgeable helps ease the, I guess, the um, discomfort with risk. And so um, just studying studying more and um, and real estate, that made me more comfortable with the risk. And real estate is, um, I guess, it is risky, but also yeah. it's Secured very life. secure as well, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you look over the course of history and real estate is – one of the most exactly it's one of the most secure investments that you can do versus stocks which you could theoretically lose all your money in a stock right so. yeah exactly um and also you know it's just it's kind of interesting that you know a house is tangible yep. um stocks is like it's just you know you know computer numbers yeah, like, <laughs> i have no idea yeah. um but and so that kind of kind of helps with the mindset um but and also you know just trusting trusting the process right yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I really believe that, um, you practice and you practice and you practice. And then when it comes game time, what you do is kind of like second nature, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. you're kind of going off of, you know, feel. And so, you know, with studying, um, and running comps and, and doing all that stuff, um, with real estate, now it's game time. And so now it's like, it's, it's second nature. Now you kind of know what to do. And so it doesn't, I don't view it as a risk. You know, yeah. I, I view it as something, as an opportunity for you know for profit for yep. benefit um and so like i said just i guess the it wasn't necessarily a mindset shift it was just kind of like um putting in the hours i guess yeah and your wife charlie she was ready to sign on the dial no line, she was right? not she was no. ready to go and <laughs> so that's interesting because you know it's um she's someone that um isn't as passionate about real estate as i am um she is 
you know, one of the you know, best people I know, the best person I know, and um, she's the hardest worker I know. Um, she's an elementary school special ed teacher. Yeah. Um, and so the thought of like, you know, putting down, you know, 20% on a house um, is just like, you know, it's crazy talk, right? Um, and so through trying to, um, I guess, explain this process to her and uh, tell her the value and the opportunity in this deal that we're doing, um, we came across, um, I guess, an analogy, so to speak, of um, we're not spending money on this house. We're moving money from one savings account to another, the yeah. second one being the rental property, the house that we're investing in. And so it's not like we're losing money. It's just we're moving it. And so yeah. explain coming across that was like eye-opening for her. And so it, I guess – put her at ease you know yep. she was able to say oh okay i understand and then you know kind of explaining that like value is going to go up you know we're using it as a rental property and explaining the numbers that our mortgage is going to be less than rent rates so that we'll be able to cash flow a certain amount every month um yada 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 so that was um explaining that to her just you know was able to i guess put her mind at ease where was her biggest pushback um, her biggest pushback was that our savings account was now going to be zero, right? It's, zero. you know, or we're whatever, putting all yeah. of our, we're putting all of our money into this house. And so that was like, Ooh, and then she was like, what if there's an emergency? And I was like, well, there's not really any emergency that you can't spend with a credit card. You know, yeah, yeah. we have credit cards and we make, we have, make money. Yeah. We have, we both have jobs you that we make income, money. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, we're making more money than we're spending on our living expenses and so we'll be able to pay that down yep. um and so that was the pushback is uh, you know that our savings account was now going to be at zero temper i had to explain that it's temporary um and that once we came across that you know that analogy of moving it from one savings account to another right and if it's sitting in a savings account maybe earning you less than a percent anyway it, exactly i'm saying like it's house. you know and if it's in our it's bank of america yeah. yeah savings account it's just it's just sitting there. Nothing's happening to it. But if we put it in this house, we're making money. On yeah. It. The biggest problem with that it becomes less liquid. Obviously, you're not going to be able to take that twenty thousand out. Sure. That's However, I mean, chances are, and hopefully, you won't. You wouldn't have to anyways. And now it's going to be earning a lot more. Right. So, yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. So that was a. I mean, marriage is a is an awesome thing, and um, you know, working through that. Tell me about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, it's. I'm not married, so tell me about it. (laughs) I, if you're not married, ten out of ten, highly recommend. It's awesome. (laughs) Just the idea of marriage. (laughs) Yes, I highly recommend. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but it is a, you know, it's a challenge, and um, you know, working with someone else because that's what you know Charlie and I are doing. We're we're working together um, as a as a family unit, and it's just a funny thing of like you know being in a relationship and having to get both people on board as opposed to. Just making a decision by yourself. Yeah. And also, you know, it's it's good to have in, you know, two eyes and um, two people thinking about the yep. deal. I know you have the similar experience with Charlie as I do with my girlfriend Katie, is that you start talking numbers in real estate and, and <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, Katie's eyes just glaze over. <laughs> they're just straight up they she won't even let me start. She, I don't wanna hear I don't, I don't hear, wanna I don't hear <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I really wanna talk to you about yeah. it though. I need to I need to I need to just talk. I just need to talk. So just listen. Don't even, you don't have to actually listen. Right. Just let me talk. Just yeah. so I can talk out loud what the numbers are in my head. Yeah. So I'm not going crazy about this being a good or bad deal. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've done it on paper. I just need to talk through it a little bit uh, just to see. And I just need a sounding board. Yeah. Yeah. Right over her head. <laughs> she, I took her to a, a real estate association meeting. Oh, uh, wow. I'm in this program right now. And, 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 and when you go to one of these meetings, they're, they're, if you don't, if you're super super new to it, it can be overwhelming. Yeah, uh, and I think she, you know, she, we left, and she was like, I, "I honestly, that was a different language." Yeah, so no, I don't know no, what ARVs yeah. are. I don't know what you know all yeah. this stuff. Well, that's how it is for anybody. That's, anybody starting that's out. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't but know. But it, it, it was it was it was funny. Yeah, it's funny how little she wants to do with it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I feel like so many people um, are like if they're if they're good. You know they're resistant to to change. You yeah. know, and so um, comfort is the is the number one reason why people don't keep going forward. I mean, right. Once you yeah. get comfortable, you get comfortable. Yeah. I I train myself to stay uncomfortable. <laughs> I always want to be uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. Because that way you are constantly trying to 
change something about what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's there's value and comfort, of course. Yeah. Uh, Nothing wrong with it. No. Of you course know, to not. each to each oh, his yeah, own yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, comfort's happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. like, that's happy. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and there's a, there's value in that. Yeah. Um, that's just not who. That's not what I am. Right. Or yeah. who I am. There is that 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 happiness and that and and I honestly don't have it and I wish I had more of it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, just chilling out and saying. I'm all right right now. Right. And I don't do that enough. Yeah. I don't know if you do, but I definitely don't say, oh, I'm okay. I don't do that enough. Yeah. You know, I don't know I'm always when... kind of hard on myself a little bit about, hey, this has got to be better. This has got to be better. Hey, try this. Try that. Yeah. You know, uh, which I believe that is why we want to start businesses. For sure. And be um, in control of that, of our careers in that way. But there is that value in just being like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen. It takes time sometimes and just, you know, just be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody can predict the future, but like, I don't know when, at what point in my life I'm going to be like, all right, I'm done. Right. right. You know, and like. Hopefully you're never. Yeah. There. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I. That sounds love, terrifying to Oh, me. yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, I mean, like going back to, you know, the values that my mom taught me, like I just like working hard just yeah, yeah. because it's the right thing to do. And so I feel like even if I get to, I mean when I get to a point financially where I don't have to work anymore, um, I'm probably still going to keep, keep doing something, you know, find a different avenue to, yeah. to go down. And, um, I feel like that is what makes life fun for people like you and I, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, it keeps it interesting and, um, gives you purpose, right? A hundred percent. There's no doubt about that. I mean, that's for sure why, um, you know, I, I want to view my work as something I just love to do. Yeah. That way you're not actually working, right? That way your money you, that you're earning is not actually it, – it's something that's just a byproduct of what you love to do. Right, yeah. Um, exactly. And, and that's when everything's going really, really well. Yeah. So Enjoy the process. Enjoying the process for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. Well – This was fun. It was fun. Um, I'm glad you came on the podcast. For sure. Um, You've been on it before. You'll probably be on it again. I hope so. I like <laughs> being on it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. You know what, guys? I didn't think it was possible, but I feel a little bit closer to a mill now. That was a great episode, enjoyable for me to learn more about him and what he was going through um, through his businesses and through his life that made him who he is today. And, you know, it's it's people like him that really motivate me and inspire me to just keep going, right? Just keep driving on and fighting past failure and not really seeing failure as final, but seeing it as a stepping stone into uh, the next venture or the next opportunity. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you got some motivation and some inspiration out of it. And um, if you did, we'd appreciate a review, maybe a couple stars down below. Uh, Keep listening, guys, and um, look out for more episodes in the upcoming weeks. We really appreciate you.